Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, fuck. I don't like that. I feel like I'm just copying Peggy. Uh, <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, to this is the post-match breakdown after the showdown done by the MBE crew. My name is Tony Yield. I am the host for today. And joining me, we have got Mr. Aaron J. Hello. Ah, Mr. Nick Carley. Peace. Happy to be here. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and we are here to break down the match that just happened between the family and corruption. So, um, just so guys, you, uh, Nick, you've been on before um, a couple just, times. Aaron, yeah, Aaron's your first time. So, how do you? Yeah. I think it's a good question to ask in general. How did this team match go for you? How was it, like in comparison to? And just in general, before we go into spoilers, so I should say for people watching, we are this is spoilers. We are going to talk about the results in the match. We're going to talk about everything that happens during the match. We are going to break it down. So if you haven't watched the throwdown yet, bugger off. Go watch it. Go pay. Watch and come back. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. So just in general, how do you feel about this match? Um. So I I thought it was a it was a good match. Um, it was high scoring as it should be with uh, a lot of the questions that were asked. So, but I'll get into that later. Um, it's interesting watching this as I've immersed myself more into fan leagues because um, I think it's making me a little bit of a schmodown snob, which I'll get into <laughs> later. But uh, it was a good match. I was I was happy with the result. Um, I, the team, I was rooting for team corruption, so I was happy with the result. I'll say that much. Nick? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was about what I expected. I knew it'd go back and forth. Um, and, you know, I got, as we go into more detailed breakdown, um, you know, I think uh, unlike most other matches where the first round seemed, it seemed this whole match was much easier than normal. But like I said, we'll go into that as we as we go. Um, but, no, I mean, it was it was entertaining. Um, you know, I uh, – I don't didn't really have a horse in the race. I mean, I feel about the same for both teams. So it was. Uh, I was just hoping for a high scoring good match, and that's what we got. So I was happy with the result. Absolutely, indeed, it was a high scoring match. It uh, ties the record for high scoring teams match. We're gonna hear that a lot this season. Oh, I'm sure. We're hear high scoring a lot with a lot of things this season. Yeah, uh, this is the second time, I believe. I think um, Team Thirteen did the exact same. Mm -hmm. yeah. They did. So it's going to be interesting to see if anyone can actually break that 36 smart point. Because oh. like, looking at it, so um, let me just quickly throw this up before we do. So just look at it in general, like uh, there was a perfect round for Chance Ellison in the first round. They went perfect in the second round and Corruption got their two, their three and their five correct. So what more do you have to do in order to break that bloody record at this point? Get the bonus question, clearly. It's the only question, only way to beat it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're right. Like you said, every they got every other question right, besides the bonus question. So, really, it seems 37 is the absolute highest score you can get in a regular match. That is. And then there were, you know, a couple in the first round, which you know, one would get or the other would get. But yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. The the combo. Yeah. So like. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Mike missed at least a couple. I think. Yeah. I was surprised so, by the ones he missed, too. Yeah. It does seem that first round, but Mike was off his game. We'll get to that in a moment, but yeah. Uh, just to go. So, start off, the there was that opening scene between uh, the Barbarian and Ben Goddard kind of squaring mm. up. Mm -hmm. okay. like, so, that potentially an upcoming match instead of Goddard versus Brett Sheridan. 
On a scale of one to ten, how badly beaten is Gallo going to be in that match? I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, Goddard just basically has to show up. Yeah. I think just in general knowledge, it's clear Goddard knows more and cares more than than Brett Sheridan does. Sorry, I was talking if it's the Barbarian instead. Because right, this, right. Yeah, there's, no, there's no reason for him to play, obviously. So they're going to okay. stay away from that. Oh, gotcha. So, okay, they're smart about that. Okay, that's fair. I think that uh, the Barbarian is – we don't know a lot about this guy yet. Um, I think we know more about – Goddard just naturally from getting to hear him occasionally mention how he knows about a movie and just get his personality down. So mm -hmm. I think naturally he'd be the favorite by familiarity, but I just don't think we know what this barbarian guy's about yet. Uh, I, I like his character. Um, I think that's nice that he's trying to spice it up there, but his first round, it was against Clee, right? Yeah. Clee Wiggins. Yeah. Yeah. And Clee, you know, wasn't exactly amazing. It, I think it was, short, great. it was short notice too. So correct. She wasn't supposed Yeah, it was a day off. She got told that the match was gonna happen. Yeah, so that I mean that being considered, I mean, we don't we really don't know how good this barbarian guy is yet to play someone day off, you know. And of course the question is 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 there a little microphone in, in his uh, chinchilla on his thing? Yeah. I, could, I couldn't tell you how many comments I got saw in the video. It was like, oh, he's totally cheating because he kept going up to the thing. I'm like <laughs> Oh I'm pretty God. sure they would know, but I'm just saying. Like I, I've seen, I've seen that all over the place. So he's yeah. the Houston Astros of the yeah. showdown right now. That's kind of what it is. Because he kept like, don't take off my chinchilla. Yeah, basically, like don't touch it. There's a microphone in there. No, I don't know, but I, I mean, like he still answered the majority of his questions. But you know, it's just one match, so we'll have to see. I think it, I think it'll be good. Um, I mean. Ben didn't score that many points in his first match, but it, a, a win's a win. So it, it'll just uh, – it'll be very uh, entertaining at least for sure. Yeah, it's just, I, th it, I think just the last thing I'd say is just like how much uh, the Barbarian, you know, defends, how much they're working with him to really get the game down because I think that's a spot where Goddard definitely is going to continue to improve and show he's really good is he mm -hmm. definitely knows the game. He yeah. definitely is obsessed with the game, and he's definitely going to use every edge he can to win. And I just don't know if the Barbarian has that kind of desperation yeah. to his game. We'll see. Exactly. It'll be good. And, of course, it's the case where everyone keeps saying, oh, Barbarian is recommended by Ethan Irwin. We saw that last year with Lissandra Miller, fantastic player, but she just didn't get the game down enough, whereas she ended up falling at that hurdle against Paula Yama and never really got able to get back into that standing. Yeah, speaking of Sam Levine, why don't we get into his absence? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so what we uh, the interview that we did um, with Shannon Barney, uh, we did end up talking to her about the matchup between herself and Sam Levine. As a case of like someone that is a legend in this game, like going against you, how does it feel like it didn't even have to come into play because instead of Sam being there, it was Janine the Machine at her first ever managerial position. Mm -hmm. How big of a difference maker was that for the team, do you feel? Uh, I mean, it probably could have made a difference because it's – I mean, that challenge could have come into play. Because mm. I think if Sam was there, Sam would have just go, jumped in and been like, I'm challenging that. Because Sam would have known that just like Drew – like like they did. 
So that's the only thing I see making a difference is that during that, and like I said, we can go into detail as we break down, but that, 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 uh, that multiple choice, you know, discussion they were having, I think he would have jumped in anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, I think sometimes a challenge doesn't have to be successful in order to be a successful challenge also. Yeah. um, By Janine, not kind of jumping to her team's defense there. Um, I think that the post, you know, we'll get to it, but I think that there was a little bit of a feeling of like, why am I here? Is, are they really about this as much as me for, you know, um, as we'll, we'll get into it. But I think that, uh, not having your manager there for a number one contender matching is not a good look. It's just not a good look, Uh, especially for someone who like, just seems like the least involved manager, one of the least involved managers so far to me. So that's very good look. Very true. Okay. Um, so going into this, um, so both teams, so both teams did quite well in the first round. Obviously, um, Chance Nelson did get that perfect round. Um, but it did seem that Mike Kalinowski was, was dropping the ball a tiny bit. He got, um, got the simple favor question wrong, but uh, Guy got that wrong as well. Um, he got the Horton Here's a Who question wrong. He got the uh, Blade Runner 2049 question wrong. Mm-hmm. Just, like, how do you get, what do you feel about that performance in that round one? Because that seemed, because everyone going into it was a case of whoever does better out of Guy versus Kalinowski, that's going to be the winner of the match in round one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it felt like Mike was pretty much giving the victory over at some points in that round one. A little bit, yeah. And I mean, and the two, two of the three questions he missed were interdictum categories, basically. So, so it's just like, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it, those are questions that I feel like he should have gotten. It was very surprising that he didn't get those. Yeah, yeah. I think he uh, maybe was a little distracted with what to do with his hip pop. <laughs> back into the wrapper and like tried to wrap it back up and it started coming unraveled. He tried to grab it again. You know, I have a similar situation to like video drew and Rick Hahn. you know, these props are sometimes maybe getting in their way. I think the, you know, the Pepto Bismol even kind of uh, distracted guy a little bit when yeah. getting distracted. <laughs> but again, offering a, offering a prop, offering a little bit of something to distract these distractible players is a good move by a manager to do. And she, yeah. she did her job again. Like she's, she's been a fantastic manager. Um, and the uh, Pepto-Bismol, he kept bringing it up during the match. He drank it at one point. Like, yeah, it's like, these are things that again, they just distract you in a match where you need to be thinking about who directed a simple favor. When you've talked about a bunch, I've heard guy talk about a simple favor a bunch with like, you know, even with Ben and, you know, so it's like, it's a, it's a, that's a movie that comes up quite a bit in this community as like a, oh, that's a movie no one's seen over the last couple of years, Paul Feig, you know, it's, so uh, I think that Shannon, again, was there, she did her job, uh, got her guys prepared and got the other team distracted in a way possibly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. So like you even saw beforehand, Shannon was talking to guys. She had her arm around him. She was doing the jokes with it. And Janine was trying to stop it, but it's just like literally, it was a case of yes, it was just ridiculous. Like Shannon just knew exactly what to do. Felt like and obviously we like Shannon on this channel. Yeah, thanks for being on. <laughs> of, course, um, of course, yeah. 
But no, that's she... unbiased third party opinion here. Um, you know, is that like she I mean, she was putting her hands on him. Like, it's like, if that's my player, I'm like, no, 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 you're not. This is not your team. You're not about, like, it's, and I mean, Janine was like, oh, hey, 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 you, you, you get out of here. Like, Go away. <laughs> what, I don't get know, out of here. That's something at the end, like, go back under your bridge or some, some like, very generic right. comment that was just like, yeah, you're not a manager for a reason. Like, but, you know, either way. Exactly. Uh, well done to Shannon. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I love that stuff. I Drew McQueenie got one question incorrect, which felt weird. Like it was the uh, historical drama stars Daniel Day Lewis, Sally Field, Tony Jones. Mm-hmm. Which? Yeah. How do you miss Lincoln? Hmm. Interesting one. But then obviously, um, Shant. Like I don't know. I think it was someone called her name's Doctor Megs or something like that. She's a legitimate doctor. She's not like Doctor Seuss, but just fakes it. Uh, but she did uh, some statistics on the Schmeldad, and Chance Ellison gets a perfect round on average every game he plays. Yeah, and I'm surprised he missed his perfect round question. Really surprised he missed that. Like, I guess we can speak about this at the end, but screw it. Um, <laughs> is Chance Ellison one of the best players in the league at this moment in time? Because he pretty much. Got that, but he's a perfect round pretty much every game at this moment in time. He did so well in the second round and third round. It's like he's one of those players where it's just like if he gets a late number in a free for all, the ta- he's gonna end up chancing two belts. Yeah, I mean, that was like definitely one of my overall takeaways from this match is really looking at these fan league players going forward. Is that, um, especially if the caliber of questioning remains at this level. This is the number one contender match, so I thought it was going to ramp up a little bit more, and it ramped down. So if this remains, I think that the Robert Parkers that, you know, I, obviously that's in our gankdom, so that may be different, but, like, these these family players who really are, like, drilling and drilling and drilling coming into the, the Paul Yama, I think this bodes well for Paul Yama um, moving into his match with Roka, but we'll, or we'll see, actually – if it's easy like this, I think that it makes it a really tough match, actually, for Oyama. And it makes it possible for the Rokas to stick around at the top for much longer. And I'm not saying it's rigged or anything. I'm not pulling up Roxy here at all. But, like, I think that if it's these more common-level questions, the guys like Roka are going to stick around. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and just back to the uh... – I mean, Chance Ellison, accuracy-wise, has absolutely been one of the better players. And it, it's honestly very surprising that he hasn't done more singles matches. I mean, he clearly is just – I guess he must be concentrating on teams or whatnot, and that's where they want to keep him. But, I mean, he, they should throw him in. They should – I guess – was he, oh, Go ahead. He uh, had a live match against Bibiani, which he lost in the final bell, and then he that's lost right. to, he's lost to Ethan Irv on it as well. Oh yeah, that's I right. very close matches. So it's not Yeah, he, he's playing the he's playing top tier players yeah. and barely losing. So yeah. Uh, so, that's uh, walking out of round one and uh, 14 to 13 to fa- the family. So and then just uh, to go over the wheel. Um so it was Tom Hanks, horror, DTEU, dramas, action adventure, rom coms, Coins, two thousand, the Wizarding World, and classics. Hmm. Right. This this is going to be an interesting scenario going forward is because um, Corruption and got the Spanish choice in the moment DCEU. So they had two uh, in a Geekdom slices on the wheel. 
how do we feel about them being allowed those slices on the wheel? Because we saw these questions, like, but for an Enigatum player, these are what, maybe one pointers. Yeah, those were those are easy for me, and I'm nowhere near an Enigatum player, but I also was studying DC a bunch. But yeah, same here. I can't I can't really say it because I've been studying Enigatum like crazy lately. So um, those they were super I, easy. For to me. answer your question, I'm not a fan of it at all. I don't. I wish that they wouldn't have included them. Uh, there is a there's a there's a league for them, and uh, it's like all of a sudden intergeekdom, like being like we're going to allow indie indie festival drama, like mm. like I just I love that because it would give me a chance in intergeekdom, but like that's it, there's a place for it. And I just feel like you know they are movies. I'm not saying they're not movies. It's just like intergeekdom categories. If they're going to be brought over, have to be at intergeekdom level. Otherwise, it's too easy for one or too hard for the other. Yeah, it's going to be that very difficult balance, which we saw. It's like these these potentially could have been hard for McQueenie, for example, that has watched them once or twice. But for someone who's a former intergeekdom champion, some of it said just like, oh, just give him 12 points on Mackley. Going forward, like if you – also having two wheel slices on there that were both in a geek them. Yeah. So I just felt that the wheel slide like the decision made to get more people to watch these matches. Yeah, that, I mean, and I, I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck in the middle. I'm I mean, I, I do agree with Aaron's points, although those are all very valid points that I think you know, the fact that Intergeekdom has their whole entire league, that that's where they should stay. I mean, I'm okay with having one. I feel like having I mean and I think if it's an agreement with both teams, but like I said, that's just big because I like I'm I'm a big intergeekdom guy, so it's a little bit of a bias there. But you know, like it's, it's the balance of questions. Like you you know, if you want you know more than likely, if they put it on a wheel for a normal match, they're going to be these level questions, or maybe a tiny bit harder. So that's kind of the thing, and you know, it, it it's it's definitely still up in the air. We'll see how it goes over the next few matches, but. See how often they pop up, and it's like even Kalinowski himself said, "I didn't agree with this, but I they put it on there. Screw it, I'm I'm going to yeah, use that mistake." His decision with the rules, I just think oh, no. obviously yeah. it's going to happen every time for this type of player if they get a spinner's choice. It's going to yeah. guarantee swap, and it makes there's that idea that it makes sense for trying to get a an Egyptian player to join in. Yeah, so like get Kevin Smith so that he has a puncher's chance in that, but in that case as well then you'll give an unfair advantage to an engaging player because you're pretty much guaranteeing them at least, like, it's 12 points in this, so be, you've, you would expect them to at least get four or five correct, so you guarantee them eight points mm-hmm. as a minimum. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're giving them, like, a 33% chance of getting a geek slice because you got Spinner's Choice and the two of them on there. I'd, but, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to think even if I was a great inner geekdom player, I would have the same opinion that they shouldn't be in this. I mean, and like we like we saw, Mike Kalinowski agreed. He was like yeah. being like, I, I did not want this. I was one of the few people that didn't want this. But, yeah. you know, I you guys voted for it, so I took advantage of it. And good for him. Yeah, very <laughs> much. If the rules sway in your favor, I might as well play him. Yeah, exactly. Sorry if I'm ignorant here. What is this vote? Who is this vote? So, well, it was like a – sorry, go ahead, Tony. So it would be like the players and stuff get to put in their two cents and say whether or not they agree with the rule change or not. So, okay. They yeah. basically get in a big conference room and they have a, like, 
handful. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I can tell, that's how it goes. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I thought there was something legit. There's nothing. Got well, it. yeah. I, I, as legit as, like I said, getting in a conference room and, you know, all the players out, yeah. being, or, or, you know, players, managers, whoever it may be, just voting for it. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm very much on the side of keeping IG out of singles. That's true. Right. Uh, Peggy up in the chat. Um, keep IG out of singles. I say for the general knowledge that singles says. I mean, the only way I would agree to have an IG in there is that if it's a inner geekdom category. So you have one slice which is encompasses everything in inner geekdom. So you have so an inner geekdom play has that opportunity on the wheel. But a so it's very the, general. So it's hard if you're picking it. It's a huge amount of questions they can pull from at least. Yeah, basically like IG mixed bag, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I, yeah, that'd be perfectly fine. I, I, feel like, that I think would make sense. Yeah, that's a valid. That's very valid. You hear that, everybody? You hear that? That that's our idea. You can, you can pay me later if you want. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, corruption did go perfect. There ends up being twenty-five to fourteen to them, and then so the family spin they get with Coen Brothers, and they stick on that. So this is the second time we've seen the Coen Brothers. If I'm not mistaken, it was used in the Barbarian Clee Wiggins match. Yep. This is a new category. Like, so it's an interesting one because if you listen to people in backstage and stuff like that, they always say go for the newer categories because the questions are new. They're going to be easier at this moment in time. Like, how do we feel about these questions? Because there, there was some major controversy with one of them in particular. Yeah. Um, I think they were mostly, as a, I'm a huge Cohen brother fan, but um, I think for the most part, they. Um, let's just go with the start with the first question. I think if you're gonna make this a little bit more difficult, make them answer lady killers, you know, like don't don't tell them lady killers and what other remake did they do? Everybody knows true grit. At least say they did true grit, try to trip them up and ask them about a movie they made prior. That's a little tricky question. And like it's the lesser known lady killers, but mm. agreed. Yep. Like you know, like it was already a pretty easy question either way. They made it easier, like by picking Lady Colors as one remake. Name the other one, or say there's two remakes. Named, like both. Like, if they, if, yeah, if they would have said like True Grit, what's the other one? Yeah, that, like, at least up it a little bit. As soon as you hear remake Coen Brothers, you think True Grit. No yeah. one thinks Lady Killers. Like, sure. but that's just like a that's a nitpick. But um, we'll get. You know, they got uh, through those questions. Yeah, so they got the first four questions correct, which were all, which was that one. Then it's just like, um, there was two IMDb questions, then one about the Man of Constant Sorrows. Mm -hmm. Then the fifth question, the one that's causing the controversy, the one that Andrew Guy has an issue with, the one that they nearly challenged with, did it end up? Um, so it was, the Coens wrote the screenplay for what 2014 film, which they did not direct? Wasn't it, wasn't it 17? Uh, 2014. Yeah. Was it 14? I thought it was 7. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So uh, they went multiple choice and it grew to spice with one of the multiple choices. And they just saw Michael, oh, of course, it's Bridge of Spice. And it, they were incorrect. And corruption were able to steal it because it is unbroken. So, then, so as a question, Mark, uh, you, sometimes you write questions in order to try, and especially for when you go down harder, it's like you try and do it where it, you have to make them think a little bit longer, go, Okay. Oh, is that no way it's going to be that instead? But how do we feel about that as a mobile choice option? Is that a fair? Is this a fair question to be asking at the, in this state of the game, or? Do you, 
Should a question be outright trying to trick a new competitor or? I mean, uh, I'd rather have just genuinely difficult questions and just have it difficult throughout than have a bunch of easy ones and have to come up with one where they're like, well, we need to figure out a way to break it up or make them. It just feels like this was obviously the question that was supposed to trip up somebody if they chose this category. Hmm. It's like done in a kind of tricky way, which it's, I guess, fair, but it's not the way I prefer my trivia questions to trip up my opponent. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that I, he, you worded it perfectly. That was basically what I was going to throw it in. It's like they, they were compensating for the rest of the questions and wanted to get a trip up somewhere. So, um, I mean, yeah, I guess they could have thrown somebody else in there, but I think that's the, in their mind, they were being, whoever wrote that question, they were just trying to be clever and being yeah. like, how, how like exact do you know this question? Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, I, it, it is what it is, I guess, but I understand the frustration for sure. I just quickly break it down. Leo Logan's going to throw us in the chat. Uh, Unbroken was 2014, British Spice was 2015. They would have lost the challenge anyway, but. Uh, I mean, yeah, technically they would have lost. I mean, yeah, yes, they would have pulled it up. Successful challenges aren't always successful, also. And sometimes it's kind of just like, yeah, letting your team know you're, you have a pulse, which the manager didn't do a ton of today, which wasn't probably her fault. She probably found out that morning she was managing. But yeah, like, exactly. Because, like, it's an interesting one, like, because Ken Napsok was brought into the usual suspect to be the spare manager for so unless he was still in vegas or something you have yeah to do any good with. it's like we we know how you know ken kind of has felt about the new school showdown compared to what he used to know and love of it too so it's just like again that's like a huge part of a team is who you choose to manage and if you as a manager show up <laughs> yeah chico agrees with me so chico, chico's very <laughs> angry at this decision proper managing obviously yeah. <laughs> so, he wants a vocal leader that's what he's saying yes exactly <laughs> so, i think i think in everyone in chat and even in the post-match interviews people were saying that this was the turning point of the match this is when corruption oh, yeah. really were able to spin it around into their favor oh for I sure have. no question Oh man, uh, yeah. I mean, and that's you just kind of you could you could feel the 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 scales tip at that point for sure. So, so you get it's felt harsh, but yeah. So they got the final question right. So it ends up twenty six twenty four to corruption going into the third round. And oh, actually, something that I forgot to mention that I wanted to was a Drew McQueenie looks fucking amazing. Now, that guy. Like, yeah. If you follow his uh, social media, he's been talking about weight loss and stuff like that. Oh yeah, dude, he does. That dude looks like like a shell, like just like he's lost to himself. Like it's amazing. Yeah, no, I, he, he does look way healthier. Yeah, he does. He looks great. Good for him. And also, I don't know if you noticed this in round one because this is going to be interesting, especially what we're going to speak about the post match. But in the perf- when uh, Chance was answering his perfect qu- round question, did you see what Drew was doing? I didn't. I didn't. Know. I didn't. So, chance was here. Drew was literally just staring, just daggered straight into him, like a foot away from his face, just like <laughs> just jokingly, just being like a bit of a dick. It's just like we've never I seen that from Matchwina before, and it's just like, hey, it's a perfect strategy. Just like let you just be there, focusing the pressure on your opponent. Might have been why he got that question wrong, because I was just like really shocked when he pulled out Forrester over De Niro for the. For that question, so maybe you know, mind games work, man. 
<laughs> yep. And if a guy who has knowledge starts using those kind of edges, it, that is just a, that's a beautiful thing. And I'd like to see him more in, you know, singles moving forward. And if he's not unretired, if he unretired. Okay. Um, so the third round, so it ends up, uh, McQueen takes two point biopics, uh, who, what, who is walked the line about, gets that correct. I'm sorry. That's a two pointer. Well, I, I know the idea of a two pointer in the third round is pretty much meant to be a gimme. So it's sometimes they're equivalent of a one pointer, but it's his, one of his biggest songs as well. Yeah. It's arguably one of his, yeah. And just because of all the Oscar buzz from that film and like, yeah, I don't know. But just like I said, that was kind of the feeling you had throughout this entire match. That's beautiful. So. Okay. And then yeah. um, ends up uh, the action question. Mike takes it. Who who plays Bond in Diamonds Are Forever? <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Like, as Mike said himself, it's like that was when fate came down and kissed them on the Tuckers. Yep. And as Peggy in the chat, uh, Max Spinner's been a choice and getting a bond question. That dude has a whole street lodge in his ass. Yeah. Yep. Don't take anything away from being a great player, but come on, man. That's exactly what happened. Well said. You know, well since, said. He had, since he had like a 30 second uh, wheel spin. Jeez. Yeah, that should be a, a point off for every second over like 20 <laughs> seconds. Come on. <laughs> Truce was long as well. Yeah, true. True was true was fairly close to it as well. It was half the time. It was so long still, but like Mike's went on for like one minute, and he's. Like, <laughs> they just need to make that the little. They just need to make the little notch a little heavier, and yeah. so it won't go yeah. that long. Yeah. But it's just not like the dildo that was on the last wheel. Yeah. I I am so pro dildo uh, wheel. That, <laughs> oh, that, the that dildo is go like three slices. <laughs> you can right. not no matter what. Like it'll be like. Yeah. You need you need a fucking arm when you just get that round once. It's brilliant. <laughs> so this is a question that I've got. So if you know that a player has got such a strength in one particular area, would you put that in a match? Like for example, like if Aaron, if you're playing a match, you're uh, probably in the family. It's one of the most known knowledgeable about a twenty four films. Right. I'm as a question writer, I would know that and go, wait a second. Do I put an A24 question in the third round as an opportunity? Because obviously that's unfair if he gets it. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's a yeah. random I, I would I would say, like, I guess you kind of just have to be unbiased to it. If you do put it in, I don't think it ha you have to make it way harder or easier. Like, it has to be an organic question if it's put into a singles match. Which is like, again, that's the problem. Like, going back to our discussion about inner geekdom categories, that's the problem with it. It's like, if you're including it, you can't just like be like, this is just another question because then it's just too easy for someone to take it. But mm -hmm. like, if you make it too hard, it's going to be like some obscure plot detail about it. Like, that also is like, it's it's tough. Like, you just got to treat it like any other question. Right. Like, I can't, like, that's my opinion on it. Nick, what do you think? Should, right. Should the questions be modified to make sure that no one has a distinct advantage with one strength and the first and third rounds or uh i i believe so yes i think i mean especially in the third round like try to try to yeah stay away from those as as clearly as you possibly can but you know there's only so many you can do but yeah 
And to be fair, as well, as there is a small chance that they do end up getting it because it's a one in 20 chance that they pick the right number. It's a one in three chance then that they get it in the right order. And then it's a one in two chance that they actually, the person chooses to answer it. Yeah, there so. has to be a little bit of fortune and luck to it. I mean, yeah, that too. It, it's it just, I think you can't like artificially change it like that. It, he got it. He got lucky. It's not like asking him who who's walked the line based on his any harder. True. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, so going to the three-point question. Uh, guy take his horror. Who plays Soya Valentini in Unsane? Uh, guy repeats it, gets an JT, and doesn't even give an answer. Yeah. Which? Mm, I, mm. I mean, no, it's hard to say. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Uh, just yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that that wasn't really a really hugely publicized film, so I'm sure you know that's that one that does stick stick around. I just remember the trailers coming out because it was and it being one of the first films filmed entirely by iPhone, so that's what sticks out in my head. But I mean, yeah, it's just one of those you know, a guy may have never gotten around to see it, so. You know, and as we're about to see, I think this was more difficult than their five pointer, but that's just me. I was about to say because uh, <laughs> how do we feel about those? Because yeah, um, so we'll get to that in a second. But it's like uh, Leo Logan in chat. Uh, I I was thinking it was male actor considering named Sawyer as well. Is it like it does a it does feel very much like a five point question because it's an unknown movie. Seen like seen uh, Soderbergh. Let's be honest, not many people are going to. To watch his recent stuff at this moment in life, no, no, like it so, did feel like for me, but this is an interesting situation as well because it was that guy took the harder question of the two. Normally, in a team like that, you would always expect, to even no matter what the first category is, the stronger player goes second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, how do we is that a mistake that could have been rectified with a different manager, or if it just a mistake between the two players, or? Yeah, I think it's I think it's always a mistake to have guy as the three when you have McQueenie who could take the three. I think it's a mistake. I think that he's the he's the A player. You gotta put him in the spot where he can get the extra point. Yeah, in this situation it was I mean anybody, but it was obviously very clear guy knew the answer to the two pointer. Mm-hmm. So it's kinda hard to say if Drew knew the answer to the third or not. It kinda I mean it always keeps that same face, so it's kind of difficult mm. to say if he did or not. But I, I just in, I feel like he would have, he would, he would just know that name in his head for some reason. But, yeah. well, I, I just, you know, agree with everybody else in the fact that you know you got if and if Sam was there, um, to and that he would have probably been like, hey, let Drew take the three pointer. I guess there's two Drews here. Let, let, let right. McWeenie take McWeenie take the three pointer. Uh, Drew. Yeah, the, yeah, be true. The uh, I mean, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty in the whole situation. Yeah, but it. I was asking this question if Drew had the three pointer and got it wrong, or Mickey yeah. had the three pointer. No one's like, oh, should they have had Guy do the three pointer? No, no, exactly. They wouldn't have. Yeah, and I, I do think that uh, like that would that added to frustration that McQueenie let out after the match. Yeah, exactly. Quickly, if he comes in the chat, yeah. Uh, Government Maria, I love Guy, but Guy should always hit the two pointer. Uh, yep. Gubbins, you can read on my Queenie's face when you need a free. Okay, that's not a surprise. I must have missed it, but that's no it's, surprise. It's an interesting yeah. scenario because, God, I was going to say, it's is that a situation where 
teams should really put any thought into, oh, the category has been asked, or should it literally just be, you're the stronger player, you go for the harder question at all times. Because maybe, if like, it, guy, one of guys' strengths is biopics. We've seen that in the past. He's done well with that before. Yeah. Sorry, uh, McQueenie, I should say. That's one of his strengths. So it makes sense that he would go for the biopics question. However, obviously, just the discrepancy on ability. Like, even though Andrew Guy is a fantastic player, he's very strong in his own right, but he's not at the level of McQueenie at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like if McQueenie's strong in biopics, put him in biopics three. Yeah. Like this is just, you know, and yeah, so man, out there. Uh, the five-point question, it was uh, Monster Scazy, who plays Judas, portrayed of Jesus in The Last Temptation of Christ. Legit. I mean, yeah. It's, it, I mean, that's one of those, I mean, Martin, like, when it comes to Scorsese, if you know Scorsese, that's one of his more, not, I wouldn't say popular, but mo- one of his more notable films that he yeah. did. So, I mean, and Harvey Keitel is someone who's in a lot of Scorsese films. So, but anyways, like I said, that's just, Depends on who's viewing it. I personally thought that was easier than the than the three pointer. Yeah, personally, I would say I would have swapped them, but it's. Yeah. But they did get the five points. So it didn't mean that uh, family uh, corruption had to answer. So uh, chance got the three pointer comedies. Did, like I love the movie Game Night. I still need I to watch. I could not tell you what the even nationality was of this guy, let alone who played him. Uh, what actor plays the Bulgarian crime boss in Game Night? Like, like yeah. just Jesus, what chance? Like, please just go outside a little bit as well. Are you so good <laughs> at movies? Just, just go outside. <laughs> go outside, get a bit of fresh air, please. We like you. We want you to be healthy. Yeah, I mean, if they, if if the family would have gotten their two and their three pointer, I'm not sure they would have gotten either one. That's like, fair. Honest, yeah. I'm not sure. Guy knows who played. Uh, the lead in Diamonds Are Forever, like potentially, yeah. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he does or not. But like, yeah, I think those two. When you compare those two to the two and three of Guy and you know McQueenie, yeah. And there they didn't get had nothing to complain about. Exactly. Very true. And then moving on to that five players. So sports, which is the collaborator, plays Ben Chapman, the race for lease manager in Forty Two. Mm-hmm. Took a couple of repeats, like and they're like, "Oh God, oh, what's the answer?" Oh, God. Yeah, oh, was this bullshit, God. or do you think it was genuine? But they were oh, struggling to find the It was hundred percent bullshit because you could you can hear as the crowd's cheering. Chance said, "Oh, we knew that question." Yeah, uh-huh. it, it, <laughs> like like four seconds because they didn't even want to let it count down. It was like, "Ah, oh, repeat." Like, no, and then that's why Mike was like, "Oh God, what's the answer?" Oh God, like yeah, okay, but no, no, Chance actually was like, "Yeah, we knew that." Um, well, and back to just wording of questions. If they, I feel like they should have just left, if they would have left off frequent Disney collaborator, I think that would have been better. Hmm. But that just, I don't know, just I don't know. when someone says frequent Disney collaborator nowadays, at least in most people's, I feel like in most people's minds, Alan Tudyk comes to mind because he, he has a voice in like every, he's like the new John Ratzenberger basically because yeah. he's in every single disney film so i don't know like i i it, that's why i thought that one was super duper easy but i also 
like I said, my it's my wheelhouse. So yeah, it has a lot of details in it, and like I feel like five point questions need to be as bare bones as possible. Mm. Yeah, it just been like who plays Ben Chapman in forty two. If you really think and be like, oh yeah, that was the racist manager, and you know, like you don't, the Disney collaborator never should have been a five point question for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then I also think the ending was unnecessary of saying it was the racist Philly manager. It really like allows a lot of time and spots to jump if they didn't know it. But like, yeah, those keywords. Yeah. Who played Ben Chapman or Ben Camp? Yeah, Ben Chapman. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like at least like Philly's manager Ben Chapman just to yeah, make it. Chapman, don't bring up that he was the the big you know the scene. Yeah, Philly's manager ben because yeah, I mean the, his that whole scene he was he was racist and so that's why he stuck out as he was. So exactly. yeah, he said even just leaving racist out would have been better. Yeah, there's just like it, <laughs> that makes it a three point question maybe. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's like those details are like. Put yeah, all the details together. Yeah. And I, I also yeah. just want to throw in there to all those to all the Shmodown question writers. I respect you. That's a really stressful job. I can't imagine doing it. I know we're nitpicking you really hard right now. And if, and if you ever do listen, oh, I yeah. appreciate what you're doing. <laughs> so hi, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hi, Jeremy. I know. Um, so I should say, I as a question writer. So sometimes you do try for a hard five point question. It's by death by knowledge. Mm-hmm. So you give so much information back to try and just overwhelm you. Mm. So but in some cases, that can work. In some cases, it can't work. I think in this case, it was one of the situations where it was just too much information to get, was too good. Yeah. So. Yeah. But ends up, uh, phase 631, two corruption. They turned the all-time record for a three-round team match, And they are now going on to face the Founding Fathers again. So this is going to be the fourth match between corruption and Founding Ooh. Fathers. Is that the match we want to see? Uh, or would we rather have seen the family walk away? Honestly, I would have been fine. I think, I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. It it's sort of the. Uh, I, I'm trying to. Th- sorry, I thought of a good sports analogy, but I can't think of one right now. <laughs> but uh, it's. I mean, yes, it's the fourth time they've played, but they've put on great matches every time they hmm. play. So. It's one of those, you know. I think it is the most entertaining match of the of the two, but that's just my my opinion. Like, oh, oh sorry, All right. no, yeah, no. I I feel pretty pretty similar. Um, I just it does feel like unless the same thing that's happened in the last few matches for Mike, the wheel really lines up for him. Yeah. Uh, then you know, then there's a chance, but. Um, the buildup is like the part that I'm not super comfortable with. It's going to be kind of, kind of a little bit uh, recycled at this point. I think some things that come up. But, oh, for sure. I mean, you can only say the same things more, you know, yeah. <laughs> over and over again. That's, I know there's that's a lot of people like saying the same things over and over again after the horse has been beaten dead and dead. But <laughs> I'm not one of them. I like fresh new stuff, and I'm not. I agree. Yep. I like. Like looking at the chat, um, Adelaide Spence, but God, the family versus fan of would have been incredible. Uh, Leo Logan, I say part four. Like, it's interesting because obviously, the thing about the third match between Corruption and Fan of Fathers was that it was the live crowd that really got into Mike Kalinowski's head. Like, it's a case of can Kalinowski, can the Fan of Fathers beat the beat Corruption in a close environment? when they don't have the advantage of hundreds of people screaming blue murder. 
But on the other end as well, Andrew Guy versus Dan Morrow 2 was a potential on the cards. Mm. And you would have seen the greatest team player of all time, Drew McQueenie. Well, sorry, Jeff Snyder was the greatest, but Drew's in that conversation, taking on two of the greatest players of all time in Roker and Murrell. So would, that would have been interesting on paper and just to see like the like the reaction of Guy versus Van Fathers again. Like Obviously, Roker and Guy have a history. Oh, yeah. No, that, that would have been fun. Neither one would have been a good time. However, it might not be that we're going to see another Drew McQueenie match again because in the post-match interview, he just upped, he did what Guy did in the last match. Pretty much. Just ups and says, screw you guys, I'm done. <laughs> and I, I was legitimately going back and forth. I was like, I don't know if that was planned or not. I think he legit just walked out. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure there was some story arc to it, but... And maybe McWeenie was looking for like maybe he would they were he was discussing with Harloff on a way out or something, but he played it up real well. He did. It's so one of the best it's one of the best acting that we've seen from anyone that isn't a legit actor, it feels yeah. like if it was legitimate. But so how do we feel like if this is legitimate and McQueenie's now steps away, where does he rank in all times? Is he is he is I'm not gonna guess he's a rushmore player, but does he stay in like the top ten greatest players of all time? Is he? Does he fall out that line? Does how do we feel? He's not top ten. Hmm. I, I, he's friend. He, if he is, he's going to be out of it. I think pretty soon. If he, for me, he's fringe. I, 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 I will say he. I think he's in the eight to ten range as of right now. Mm-hmm. And but just with all these new, new really good players coming up, unfortunately, he won't be there for much longer. But I mean, he, he, you know, he. And I think, you know, him and Sam Levine are obviously one of the better teams ever. Mm. You know, um, you know, I would say at least top five, one of the top five teams, if not the top three, arguably. But uh, and it's but it's just one of those like they discussed on one of the live on one of the other live shows. It's, you know, with both Sam and and above the line, they had one super good year and didn't do anything else outside that year. Mm-hmm. True. So, I mean, that's kind of why people are struggling to put them, you know, in the top tens or wherever of each um, of each list. Like, uh, above so. the line did have that fantastic run in the tournament then, but their big thing is that they beat the Patriots rather yeah. than, like, I think, I think at this moment in time, you're saying Shire Wolves are the better team than above the line, definitely. Patriots probably are the better team than above the line, even though they lost to that rubber match. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, well, I, I, I would, I'm on the boat that I think the Patriots are the best team that's so that's ever been so far, just because of all their title defenses. But I mean, that's just me. And, and if this is a ruse, and this McQueenie is actually going to be staying, but he's like leaving the usual suspects, for example, what team do you think would suit McQueenie best at this moment in time? Who, who, what faction, and who as a partner would you put him with? Oh, because. Hmm, that's a tough one. Because I was off the top of my head, burning Drews with Ethan Irwin. Yeah, him and Ethan Irwin would be dang- very dangerous. I just don't think Ro- Robert Meyer Burnett would work as a manager for him. But- I don't. I don't think so. But I think if you put those two together, it'd just be like unless you just like Burnett just in the background, just like, yep, you two good. And yeah. it, Burnett had worked with him before. Yeah, that's fair. They did. So I don't know. And I'm, and I mean, 
Yeah, I, I'm curious how the usual suspects move on if it is an actual legit. I mean, because that's his number one pick that just walked out on him. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder who Guy would go with. Yeah, uh, who would Guy team up now with? Like, I think the obvious choice would be Janina Machine. Yeah, it's just she, she hasn't been teamed up with anybody yet. Has she, she has not yet. Okay, uh, then yeah, publicly, but so yeah, that's she, really the only option once he goes. Yeah, true. It's true. However, it's an interesting because like, would Guy and Janine work because they're both not to be rude to either of them, but they're both B players in a team. You would have it's very good B players, but you would want someone that could guarantee like an eight nine point run in the first round. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see Sam letting McQueenie go. But we'll see how involved he is now that he's engaged to Rachel. Um, I'm sure they'll include that as a storyline moving forward. Um, It'll be like the Triple H Stephanie McMahon of this league, probably. (laughs) And maybe Rachel and Sam come back once McQueenie leaves them. Who knows? Like, I think that if – the only way that McQueenie goes is if Sam's coming back to play. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, that, that'd be crazy. It's like, oh, that's, um, sorry, I'm Garth mentioned, yeah, what, what they just posted here that, <laughs> that Sam left a spot open or for himself to come back for the free for all. I agree. Like, oh, okay. I mean, that would be awesome if that happened. I mean, we'll have to see. And uh, himself through waivers, right? He'd be able to put himself on his team, or does yeah, a manager could put himself on the team, like okay. Rob Meyer-Burnett did with Sam. Yeah, uh, with uh, Rachel, Guy, I should say, go through waivers in order for it to be her. If it were, yeah, she would have to reapply, and it would have to be a weird situation or some mm-hmm. thing that he can't just jump in. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, sorry, Garth uh, says uh, Janine's oh. already in a team with Matt Hatchety. How they haven't played yet, so potentially they might be able to bring that team up. Maybe even put Hatchety with Guy. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. You can, you can be your teammate. I don't, I don't need to be your teammate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, here you go. Oh yeah. So yeah. No. Here, here I gave you. I, I, I gave something to guy already. Here. Here's another. Yeah. Yeah. I take my teammate too. Take. <laughs> but uh, no. Sorry. I was. Uh, I just got a notifi- notification from Instagram, uh, and I looked it up. I found. Fa- I found a wild Sam Levine. He's in Cleveland. Nice. <laughs> he, apparently, he's. He, he's. Uh, I don't know if he works for them. He does a lot of stuff with Wizard World Con, the Wizard World Convention. I am. So he, he's there. He's there hosting a panel for something, mm-hmm. and he just posts. Someone just posted a picture of him. So that's why he wasn't there today. Okay. And the last bit of information that came out, it's now announced the Houston main event is going to be Mike Kalinowski versus Andrew Guy. So, how do we feel about that? Because it, it does feel like the Houston matches have been always been the storyline matches you had the oh, yeah. team of civil war last year does this not does this match go on par with either a title match or like the break the match between a team so um i'm a huge ufc fan and over the last couple of years the ufc has gone from having like 15 to 30 events to having like 60 events hmm. so now the main events of a lot of these events we're not what they once used to be. It's This is yeah. a thing of dilution here. Um, there's so many events now. There's so many, I mean, live streams. There's so many uh, different, you know, this is going to happen more and more. And not every match is going to be able to be a title match. Um, this, I think this could have been, in, you know, a good, really, really good undercard. And you throw it with a huge main event. 
um, and it would have made this one of the best events ever. But instead, now it's going to be just a good event in a cool environment. Hmm. That's my opinion. Yeah, uh, and I, I think it goes because I was at the Houston event last year, and neither of those matches were very were very good in the sense they were both knockouts. Mm-hmm. Like there, no, like it wasn't even close on either of them. But it was yeah. still an awesome time. Oh yeah, because of the characters that were there and everything. And I mean, you have two. I think the two biggest characters, or like you know, in this whole league, going up against each other. I, I mean, I think for for the venue, I think it works perfectly. I was about to say the Houston event feels like it's where you take a step back from. Like the trippy is not the important part. This tonight, the, the it's a story. It's the action in the ring, legitimately, rather than like it's going to be who gets like. It'll be a question of does Mike Canas get thrown through his table or something this time up to apart from a chair. Yeah, I mean, because everybody, I mean, the fans are literally right there, as everyone probably watched. I mean, I, I was I was lucky, I was right there. Um, you know, and then the guy from Double Toasted stole my hat and threw it in the face. That was fun. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I think it works out for the venue. I think, mm. you know, and because of, because it's a it's a ring and you've got the two biggest characters in the league playing each other, so I think it works out perfectly. And the second match, the match that's being kind of spoken about as a potential undercard match for that is John Roker versus Kevin Smith in the Star Wars division. Would that make a good undercard or? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm actually quite okay with that because there's a potential that's not a great match, but it's still going to be entertaining as hell to see if it's not a great match. Yeah, I, I agree because it's it's going to be in that same vein of like you've got two of the – I mean, Smets is still working out his character, but you have Roka. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I mean that was the big draw for every basically everybody. Well, actually, no, team action was the big draw in Houston last year. But, I mean, Roka was a huge thing there too. So yeah. it was – I think th- those two matches would be great if that's actually the confirmed undercard. We'll have to see what it is. I'm trying to think as well what would actually be like – because um, Peggy going in, uh, I wonder what's the undercard. It has to be a double header, like that potentially could be a double header because it's just like one of the greatest in in a game versus one of the greatest in singles and teams in a different division. Yeah, like, I'm just yeah, yeah. you're trying to keep that Star Wars division alive, so they got to do something to pump some blood into it. Yeah, like, the only other thing I can think of that if you to do me if for. It would be like do the odd couple versus deep thirteen potentially, mm. something like that, or I, Shazam. I don't see that happening though. Or maybe Shazam versus deep thirteen do the critical fame match. Mm. I mean, that would probably. I mean, that would be a good one if they did. But. So I just don't think Christian likes Whitney and that much to do that. For him. <laughs> I've never seen him do do Whitney right. And I don't expect it to happen here by giving them a wrestling match. Yeah, I, I, that's my pessimistic view on it. I'm a huge Whitney stand. I love Whitney. He's one of my favorite players. I, I'll, we'll do one last question before we go out. Uh, this is from Ryan Fennelly. Um, well, he says, "I'm guessing team action re- team action reunion is pending. Do we see a team action reunion after what we've seen tonight this year?" Uh, I do. I mean, if it is this year, it's the very end of the year. Uh, I, I don't see, I mean, I mean, even, even Drew, Drew and Ben have talked about it, that they're pretty much that it will happen at some point. Hmm. I just don't see it happening this year. 
So it's it, it is hard to say. You know, maybe they throw us curveball and it happens sooner. But I know the you know every now and again I watch their live stream and they've said that it's definite. Like it, it, they could see the story easily going in that direction at some point. We gotta wait for Mark Riley to get married and for that to become part of the Schmodown storyline first. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> on for six months. What, I want to still play in teams. We're yeah. There we go. That's. I'm your- going on a cruise. Wait, what's <laughs> happening? Uh-oh. Oh no! Okay. Angry Riley becomes a part of the Schmodown because that is one of my few favorite impressions that happens. Yeah, yes. I agree. He's one. He's I so I, bad at it. It's good. It's so bad. It's good. It's just him yelling. It's but it's not very Schmodown friendly. Also, so we'll see. exactly. All right. Ooh, well, to be fair, corruption aren't really Schmodown friendly with the shirts that they come out with. I love. It. <laughs> yeah, okay. that Shannon, Shannon shirt was amazing. <laughs> I'm well, also uh, commentating by Mark Ellis towing the line with some of his comments on yeah. Mike Kalinowski's long draws off his tippy pop. <laughs> They're all just like, let us live. This isn't for children. No one's come on. It's like 10 children are watching that. Honestly, there's like that's ridiculous. I mean, the fact that they were saying, Oh, I wonder what flavor lollipop that is, and, and guy says flesh flavored. <laughs> yeah, they just have to be way more creative with how they do it now. I actually appreciate they just can't go to F bombs anymore. They have to be actually smart with yeah. their insults and everything because. You know, they slipped all those by, like Ellis with the long draw. That I just, I love that part. So that was good stuff. <clears throat> good stuff. All right, perfect. All right, uh, let me just quickly check the schedule for the next one. I should have done this beforehand, but screw it. I'm not. I'm not professional. Um, so, what looking at? It, there are two matches next week. Is going to be the final debut match, the final exam versus the experiment. So that is. Ron Harris and Paul Preston versus uh, Mark Edward Toik and Elliot Dewberry. And then the Friday match is going to be Jeff Snyder versus Ethan Irwin. One half of that triple the uh that Ooh. match to get into the tour, single title match. So um just quickly predictions, final exam for the experiment. Is homeless is homeless Lon Harris gonna be able to be a good teammate? Yeah, that that's gonna be um I mean it, yeah, it's Lon Harris and Paul Yama, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that if if they work off together, that's gonna. I mean, they could be dangerous. Yeah, I, I love that team. I think that. I like them. Paul, Paul and Lon all day here. Um, I just think that Mark and uh, Dewberry. I I'm yeah. I'm interested to see what that chemistry is like. Um, yeah. That dynamic for sure. But I just think that Lon and Paul is one of the strongest, and then yeah. I think Lon and Paul, I'm going to be picking up against a lot of teams. Yeah. And I mean, I'm very curious because they had that random, that the random cut scene where Shannon and Mark were talking and Mark was talking about, Oh, like I'm going to annoy the crap out of them. Like it didn't, <laughs> it was just one, it randomly was in one match and I'm like, that makes zero sense. But anyway, um, yeah, it's probably going to be Lon and Paul. I mean, if it, they play their own games, they're going to win. No question. It does feel bad for the experiment that they have been thrown against like, because when it was coming out at the start of the season, the two teams where people said, Oh, these are going to be the killer teams were Tom and Paul and now Final Exam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, experiment if they played someone like uh, the Cuckoo Stats or Real Rejects, they probably had a bad chance, but yeah, of course, they're going to be on the end of a chainsaw. It's a rough draw for sure. And then, uh, last one Jeff Snyder versus Ethan Irwin. 
the match between the greatest team player of all time versus the one of the greatest one season players of all time. Like, last oh. season, we didn't really see, even though we really had a poor season last season. Do you think we can see him come back into form, or is this going to be Snyder's time to try and get that title again? This is a yeah. huge redemption match for both guys. Hmm. Yes. So I think that it's all about the the focus of Snyder in this one, actually, uh, more than Irwin for me. Um, how Snyder responds to that horrible title attempt and everything like that and having to – does he care that people think he quit and that he doesn't really care, or does he not care, actually? So um, I think if Snyder shows up focused, I think he could really shock Irwin, though. Um, I'm going to pick Irwin, but I think there's a live upset here, potentially, with Snyder. Yeah, this this is a much more even – I mean, they both had quite a long time. I mean, Ethan even longer than Snyder since their last matches. Mm. Um, so, I mean, and so it's basically RB3 versus Roxy. <laughs> RMB. Um, yeah. No, I'll be free. That'll be oh, a completely right, different not match. Not, yeah, definitely not RB3. Yeah, I was like, what happened? No, my bad. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, so Robert Meyer Burnett. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I do think Snyder, for the most part, doesn't care what people think. <laughs> so I think, I mean, I and, and Roxy is clearly all on the Snyder train and has been working crazy with him. So I'm going to give it slight edge to Snyder as well, but it's going to it, it's going to come down to a, a question or two. Yeah, I picked Erwin actually. So. Oh, did you? I'm sorry, man. I promise, I'm listening. It's <laughs> it's the only interesting one because if you ever listen to New Machine talk about Ethan Owen, it's that thing where I'm Ethan, I do Ethan things is very literal for Ethan Owen. He comes in, plays, knows what he knows, and goes. So and that's what he does without any preparation. So he's always like it's always going to be the case where he's going to have that information. He's going to have that knowledge. You're going to have to be better than him to beat him because he's never good. He'll never sit down and watch like going. Oh, I'm going to spend a week studying X yeah. for the showdown because he's too yeah. busy. Whereas Snyder does have the opportunity because he's got the manager in Roxy. He's got the preparation time. He's got Mark and Draco in his corner. So <laughs> it's really a case of how. Because on paper, you would probably say Irwin is the better singles player, but it's a, qu it's a question of how good of a manager Roxy is, how prepared is Snyder coming into that match mm -hmm. to really go in. So it's Snyder. I would say it's Snyder's to win, okay. but it's also his to lose. Yeah. Because Ethan's going to be Ethan. He's going to play at his top level. Like, right. you have to bet. You have to. You're, it's almost like. The, the way to say it, it's almost like playing against the dealer at blackjack mm -hmm. so like you know exactly what the dealer's going to do like it's like he's all and you, you always know he's going to get a decent hard it's what you have to do to beat Ethan Irwin at this point yeah and i think that w one factor is if roxy's caring more than jeff snyder that's not going to matter jeff snyder has to meet roxy's level of caring here yeah um, after this this is a huge match for roxy i think she knows it too like, if she loses this match, it's hard for her to really tout herself as one of the better managers because she knows if Irwin wins, he's not winning as a result of his manager. Mm -hmm. So it's like this is supposed to be where the difference comes in for the manager, we would yeah. think. So we're going to see how important managers are this week with that. That's yep. a huge factor. Are man do managers matter or not? Because I'm not sure if they do or not. Mm. That's right. 
interest to find out. Um, so I'll say we're going to be here to cover both matches. So we'll be here uh, Thursday to cover the um, Final Exam Physics Experiment. And so Wednesday is going to be the release of Crush Members Family. We're here already, so just come back and watch this if you really want. Uh, Friday, uh, we'll be live after Snyder vs. Zoe to break that down as well. Um, on and also uh, for feature presentations, we have FPTL feature presentation trivia league tomorrow, which is off uh, league format match. We've got uh, Joseph Alifaz, one half of the team champions in full metal trivia, one of the most highly rated players in the league, teaming up with a rookie called Jordan Jordan Huffman, taking on two uh, two players who have done very well in the, in the Gidem sphere, in the fandom sphere, I should say, uh, Mark Mark and Nikmaya, Comic-Con and Jordan Green. That's going to be a really interesting match to see. Uh, Wednesday we have Fancy Film Fights, which is uh, Peg- which is a draft show. It's uh, my co-host Peggy Owen's birthday, so I don't even know what the fuck's going on. She's decided to do something. It's going to be very interesting. So please come and watch. And yeah, and I think that's everything I got to say. Do you two have anything in this plug? Um, just uh, Letterbox. That's where I'm at. Inky Rooks. I N C U B R O O K S. I'm up on there. Posting about random ass movies every single day, <laughs> and I and you can just find me on Facebook. Look up Nick Carly C A R L E Y. Um, that's where all my action is usually. So if you find me there, send me a message. I'll more than likely respond. We'll see. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, please like, subscribe, do all the things. If you've not watched it yet, please go and watch our um, interview with Shambani. It's fantastic. I also really goes into detail about this match in particular like her preparation going into it so it's really interesting to go back to watch afterward and yeah thank you very much for watching everybody yep peace out guys have a good one